Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, JackieCation.com has everything. Both of my podcasts, all of the stand-up stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so, I think, does dorkforest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at Jackie Cation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch. There's stand-up. There's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. Hey, Jackie Cation here. I'm in Denver at the Denver Comedy Works uh, condo, the only condo, quite honestly, that I've ever enjoyed. So uh, we are, but it's a dork forest. So I'm talking to fan of the show, Seattle trombone player and all around good egg, Antonio Portella. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me. There you go. That's now we've done that. And now you have a YouTube channel where uh, for an hour at your lunch break, you try to record and play some trombone. Is that correct? Or that is, or yes, you mix that, it up? Yeah, go ahead. No, no, that that is, that is correct. So, uh, is it okay if I go a little bit of backstory with this? Please. Oh so, my gosh, clock eater, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, during the basically, I was working as a brass repair technician. I know how to fix trumpets, trombones, tubas, everything else like that. So I've a I've a background in that, and that's been a lot of fun. Uh, but I got laid off from my job due to the pandemic, and so you know everything was closed. Music, you know, like basically like all performing arts, just a lot, you know, art stuff in general, comedy, everything was shut down. And so I, I decided I want to be part of the help. So I got a job in the medical field. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I was doing that, and I was really missing playing, you know, performing, when that has been my passion pursuit, you know, since I started playing trombone in eighth grade type of thing, so sure, for, sure. for a long time. So I decided, I was like, you know what, w- what's going on? And so I saw a multi-track recording that one of my buddies did, just kind of off the cuff, some for fun. I was like, you know what, I'm going to start doing that. And so I used an iPad with the acapella app. And okay. and a a mic that's plugged into it and some headphones. And so what I do during my one hour lunch break, I try to do it once a week where it's uh, a way to perform again, as well as play a lot of play a lot of pieces that I've always wanted to play, but never really had a chance to because, you right. know, it was somebody else's agenda, maybe or exactly. like someone else picked the music. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it's youtube.com slash Antonio Portella, right? That's yes. your YouTube channel. That is so my it'll, YouTube be in, channel. it'll be in the notes, folks. Yeah, uh, and I'm sorry. That's the long way. I should have said Antonio Portella on YouTube, and it's called My Lunchtime Project. Right. Because the, the goal is to record and post on YouTube in one hour during my one-hour lunch break. 
Okay. And do you get to eat lunch? Uh, I generally have a protein bar like at the end. Oh, right, right. You're just like, and <laughs> nom. Back yeah. to work. Okay. Back to work. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, uh, let's talk about I'm going to start with my first question. Why please, did you start? What school system starts teaching kids instruments in eighth grade instead of fifth grade? What happened there? Why eighth grade? That's a great, that's a great question. So I grew up in Sacramento, California. Okay. And, and uh, I w- it was in kind of the North Highlands area, the Grant Park School District, where it was just not a ton of funding. And okay. it was, it, they did the best they could with what they got. Essentially. Sure, sure. And, but at least... Uh, in, so they had a music program. They did. Yeah. But most but most music programs, at least in the... At least in the school district that I was in, started like in seventh grade. They didn't have the fifth, sixth grade band. We had like general music type of thing. Okay. But, but there's just... There were no my, instruments and stuff like that. Exactly. So when you took... Uh, did you start with trombone? I did. I I wanted to play percussion. I really okay. wanted to play. I really wanted to play drums. And, and they uh, talked you into it. It's a classic way with high school bands. We're like, we have enough drummers. We're gonna need this. Yep. I was talked into clarinet, and I was like, there's 30 people playing clarinet. Why am I playing clarinet? And uh, what I wanted to play was oboe, but they said that it was. Uh, I was probably too dumb. And uh, it was. He was a terrible band director. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. In in retrospect. <laughs> It's just a terrible thing to tell a child. No, yeah. you're not smart enough to play the oboe. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. My, mine was, you have long arms. Trombone it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Very basic. They're yeah. like, you're going to be tall. It's going to be great. We're going to need someone who can reach those beats. Uh, now, trombone is bass clef, treble clef? Bass clef. Bass clef. That's right. Okay. So, and... and um. What was the okay? So the and then and then I I want to talk about early. So you literally you fell in love with it. You were just like I need to. I I really like playing brass. Yeah. Did you switch so, to other instruments too, or um, kind of. So at least like you know eighth grade, I was bummed. I'm like I don't want to play this thing, and you know yeah. carrying it around. And then ninth grade, I joined marching band. I was in I was in concert band, and I found like my people, my community type of thing. And I know it sounds really like hokey and after school special, but once uh, I started, once I kind of got bit by it, I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Oh, that's amazing. That is so cool. When, when anyone finds anything like that. And it's so funny that it was ninth grade. And I will say that marching band, even though marching band from the outside looks super dorky, people are like, it's marching band. Who cares? You're like, guide right. Anyway, so uh, but the uh, <laughs> the the crazy thing is is within marching band there's cool kids and not cool kids, like and a lot of times the brass that's a cool that's a cool bunch of people. Those yeah. are the the trumpet players are usually the studs and uh, and and the hot and and of course first the chair e- the egomaniacs you know oh, the the, right. the the trumpet players is. Uh, the 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 music world joke is you know how trumpet players greet each other how hi hi i'm better than you <laughs> well i will say that i once i went into marching band i played trumpet because it was also treble cleft and my sister played uh, all of the instruments and whatever it's, she played violin and i played viola 
And uh, I hated viola with the power of the sun. And so I quit. I quit viola. Me and my friend Michael Harriman, we both quit at the same time. We leaned in and said to Mr. Owie, who then told me that I couldn't play the oboe because uh, it wasn't smart enough. Uh, I said, hey, uh, we quit. And my sister said, you can quit? Anyway, so, but by that time, she had been bit by the violin bug. And then I started playing clarinet and she was like, well, give me that. Let me try. And so she, I played clarinet and then I played bass clarinet in, in concert band, but I played trumpet in marching band. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was super fun though. I did, uh, at least once drop my trumpet on the ground and crush the bell. Um, so you also fix. Okay. So you play trombone, you play trombone through high school, through Do high you school, go to college, uh, university, anything. Uh, I did the, I joined the Marine Corps right out, right out of high school. Did you join the Marine Corps band? I did. I did. Oh my God. That is amazing. Talk to me (laughs) about the Marine Corps band. All right. So there are, at least when I was in there, there are since fewer bands, a few of them been decommissioned. Uh, There are 12, there was 12 Marine Corps bands, fleet bands. And then there's the, and then there's the president's own, which is in Washington, D.C., that's that's on another that's on another level. Uh, same same like as you can tier, imagine. As you can imagine, <laughs> yeah. But so I uh, every person every job in the Marine Corps you are you are a rifleman first. So I had to go with like through boot camp, three months of boot camp, like everyone else. Another three to four weeks of Marine combat training. Then I went to the Armed Forces School of Music, which is a tri-service school. So it's Army, Navy, and Marine Corps all train at the same school, and you get oh yeah that that makes the bands big enough, I guess, and they can and and gives them more flexibility. I'm sure. I yeah. like the idea that you have to go to combat training because you're going to beat someone to death with your trumpet <laughs> uh, or your trombone. <laughs> so, um, okay, so you went to the tri. To our army, it was Army, Air Force, and Marines. Army, Navy, and Marine Corps. Okay. Yeah. No Air and Force. No Air Force has their own music program, and they don't. Their their level of entry is a little higher. Let's say so. You know, for the other services, include you know, uh, you have to be at a particular level which i would say is probably maybe freshman sophomore junior level of like undergrad uh okay. type of thing or or at least have the potential to get to that level i would say air force they use they have a higher level where most of that most of the people in their bands have at least a bachelor's degree oh okay so they so, came in with kind of a bachelor's degree in music yeah oh yes. wow okay yeah so, so how long was that music school for the service? There are six months. Six months. Wow. Yeah, and so you have weekly lessons. You have uh, you have marching band every day. It's not it's not the field show marching band, but the parade field uh, field okay. marching band. Right, right. You're not making a, a, a cornucopia. You're marching in a row. At least at the school, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, concert band, jazz band, music theory. Um, they didn't have music appreciation uh, and yeah. And like uh, and you had to maintain a minimum amount of practice hours a week. Oh, wow. And you had to log them in kind of kind of punch yeah. in about it. Okay. They have, a, they have a log book. It's like, here's the trombone log book and your instructor will, will flip through it. And it's like, you're not on there enough as well as occasionally the, 
the instructor will patrol in the evening time, you know, to say it's like, oh, you said you were here on Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. practicing. I was there. I didn't see you there, you yeah. know, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So were they just those little booths, like those those little um, sort of tiny room with a music stand? And you're like, all right, well, let me run through this piece of music 900 times in an effort. Pretty, pretty yeah. much. It, I think I, I really feel that music complexes are designed after insane asylums, you know, where it's like, here's a small room. <laughs> we're not padding it. But we're putting a music stand in there. That's that's pretty much the same. And you would think for sound quality, they would pad it. Why? That would make better sense. It really would, because then you could record. Um, okay, so you go through the six months of that. Was it super, was it kind of cool? It was kind of cool. It was kind of grueling, mm-hmm. um, because they're, they're really trying to train you to be out into the fleet. So, like, uniform regulations were, were just, oh, you know, right. wild. Right, right. Uh, uh, so, you know, we had to have our boots polished to a, a, a mere finish and, and like the, the, the straight line creases down, down your trousers. We would put... Uh, um, yeah, this. Army, I would imagine service marching band would be even more uniform crazy than regular marching band, which yeah. was nuts enough. Yeah. Uh, wow. So it was... What did a, you have so, to do? I'm sorry, go ahead. I oh, no, it's okay. Like one, I have a picture of... Because uh, we would put straight stay flow, the starch. We okay. would turn our trousers inside out, pour stay flow on the front and back where the seams would be, let it dry, flip it back inside out, and then and then so you have a nice razor sharp crease. And I have a picture of we put so much stay flow. I'm like, and they drove like, all right, look, here we go. They're just standing <laughs> standing up in the middle of the room. <laughs> and so, did you have um, because it's the service? Did you have to? Do sort of a barracks situation or a roommate situation? Barracks with a roommate. Okay. And yeah. um yeah, so did you get was there free time to sort of do fun, more fun kind of play? There was there was usually in the like late evening time and then on the weekends. But it, it uh, you didn't have a car, or at least I didn't have access to a car because it's in Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. Um so you could do stuff on base, they had a bowling alley, movie theater. You know, like a bunch of stuff like that, but a lot of it was practice and sleep. Practice and sleep. So that's six months of that, and then you mm-hmm. were assigned into a band. Yes. So I got stationed in Albany, Georgia. All right. So it's a it's a Marine Corps logistics base, and it's three hours south of Atlanta. Uh, okay. Yeah. What What is the and I, we're not even talking trombones. I'm just so hey, fascinated like, by all this. <laughs> right, right. We'll get to it. We'll get this to it. This all revolves I, around the trombone. This is all <laughs> the places the trombone has taken me. <laughs> right. And, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm writing other questions that I would like to ask once we start talking about uh, trombones. Uh, but so what did you do on bass? Like, were there, you're like, oh, well, we have to do these ceremonial things. But mm-hmm. were you were you also on bass doing any sort of fun thing? Yeah, I mean, it. I'm trying to think, my bass wasn't the biggest or or most fun bass. A, a lot of time, the best part about being in the band that I was at is that we traveled a lot, so we got off base quite oh, a bit. <laughs> okay, because you had to go do other sort of events that needed to be done at other bases that other needed bases, a but, band, but also, uh, but but also doing a lot of stuff out in the community, uh, through and all all up and down the East Coast. So uh, a lot of times, and it, it was explained to it, us this way, where 
most of the time, because unless you're in your dress uniform, people don't, the civilians don't see the military unless you're on base, you know, type of thing. So any, most times that people see a military band in a concert or a parade, that's their only view that they will ever really see of the military. So it's like that, that type of representation. But because of that, we traveled, like I said, Every weekend or uh, yeah. Yeah. Every or every, you know, like it'd be like, we'd be in, in town for in in, on base for like two, three weeks. We may have a ceremonial change of command or retirement ceremony, something like that. Um, But a lot of times it's like, okay, we're going to Cedar Falls, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We're going to Connecticut. We're going to New York. Fly around the country. And so here's the question about the uniforms again. All right. All right. Were you in dress like marine dress blues or yes. was there? Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. Cause those are the fanciest of all uniforms. I, I, um, I'm a little biased, but I agree. Yeah. Well you would. And, uh, but the, uh, but, and, and then cause regular, um, so what does the army and the Navy do? Do they sort of do their dress uniforms? Yes. Okay. Um, yes. Which, uh, I mean, I would say the Navy uniforms are very cool. The Cracker Jack box, uh, fancy, you know, and, and also possibly more comfortable, but, uh, <laughs> cause they have more of a, <laughs> more, more of a bell, <laughs> more of a bell, yeah. uh, a bell bottom. But, uh, though that may not, I may just be literally going off a Cracker Jack box at this point, but, um, okay. So, um, do you have a favorite trombone? Like how many trombones do you own at this point? I own three trombones currently. Okay. I, um, I am primarily a bass trombonist. So, oh. and oh, we do you want to go through the lineage yeah, of let's the different talk, trombones? Yeah, let's talk trombone. Like I don't know anything about trombones. I played a trombone for uh, a heartbeat when I tried to learn bass clef, and uh, I got rivalry with my sister. Failed. Failed. Epic <laughs> fail. So, uh, yeah. How many tro- kinds of trombones are there? What's so the there, scoop on trombones? All right. So it goes, there's the, it, basically it's kind of like all the different voices of a choir. You, you have a soprano trombone, which is essentially a slide trumpet. Okay. You have an alto trombone, uh, which is just kind of medium. Uh, you have the tenor trombone, which is what, m- which is pretty much what everyone learns how to play. Okay. You have the bass trombone, which is pitched just like the tenor trombone, but everything's just a little bit bigger, gives it a little bit warmer of a tone. And the- is it like flugelhorn? Yes. Okay. Kind That's of, a it, great because it has kind of a deeper, kind of a bigger kind of vibe to yeah, it. Exactly. That's a that's a great analogy. Okay. Um, and then you have the contrabass trombone, which oh. is which is just a behemoth of a of an instrument. Okay. Have you ever played that? I've messed around with it. I haven't played with it like professionally. When I was in grad school, we had a, we had a contra bass trombone and every time you pull it out, you go, all right, am I ready to wrestle a bear today? Okay, <laughs> here we go. Okay. Uh, that is nuts. I am actually uh, looking at my computer to look at, uh, or my, my phone to look at different trombones and a bass trombone. It's just, does it just have extra tubes? It has extra tubes. Okay. Oh, look at that. Okay. Everybody get to YouTube, watch the YouTube for, okay. (laughs) That's awesome. What's why the black thing? 
Oh, this is uh, uh, a grip. This, it's it rests on my neck and it's leather, and so it just kind of it's a little more comfortable as oh. well as as well as it saves the brass because everyone has their own little alkaline acidity in their skin and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine's not super bad, but I've had this these valves at least. Everything else has been changed out over the years. I've had these valves since two thousand two. Okay. So these, so, th- so these valves are twenty years old. Um, and just to kind of like save the lacquer and the wear a little bit. So, oh, okay. So it's, it, cause it'll just sort of disintegrate because of the acidity in our, in our skin or something. Yeah. So at least the lacquer will come off. And then if it's really acidic, then it could eventually eat through the brass a tiny, tiny bit. I mean, that's a very like long, long term, right. but, but. Uh, the the short term answer is it's just more comfortable. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it's so nice. So, what is the history of the trombone? If do you do you, do you got a brief sort of summation of where the hell the trombone came from? It's I did a report so long ago. I'm sorry. I should I should have done some research. Uh, oh, uh, but I can I can say it was people can a, look it up. <laughs> yeah, it was a long long time ago. It was okay. originally made made out of wood. What? Yeah, so like the original like trumpets or clarinos, I think that's the right term. Were like it, it were made out of wood, and so all the instrument uh, brass instruments for the most part, the ones that were around during the uh, Renaissance Baroque era type of thing, like they were originally made out of wood, and they eventually transitioned into brass. And so, yeah, interesting. Were they are brass instruments? And I, you don't have to know this, but now yeah. I want to know: were they made? On a specific continent, like everybody had drums, right? Like all all the different peoples of the world, yeah, and and, and uh, have drums. But were I know that some stringed instruments were made in specific areas. Obviously, different people had different stringed instruments. Where were and then so wind instruments? There were horns, mm-hmm. and they were sometimes made out of animal. Um, I also did a report many thousands of years ago. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, but I always wonder, I feel like the brass instruments were made in Europe, but that might just be Whitey Magoo sitting in a, in a, in a fishbowl of my own uh, making. Do we no, you're remember? Right. You're right. Okay. It, it pretty much, I, I can't remember a particular, the particular country, but and dates the, and yeah. Yeah. For the most part, most, uh, most of the instruments or wind instruments were developed in Europe. Okay, uh, with valves yeah. and 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 slide. Yeah. So, it, yeah. I was gonna say, and a lot of them were probably you know mostly used for ways of military, you know, military combat. Like most things, usually revolve around people killing each other, which is sad. Uh, I, but I read yeah. an amazing book in junior high about the Horn of Roland, and uh, and that dude, he was like, I need some help. And then Lord of the Rings, of course, Boromir's horn. And um, so there's horn talk in my yeah. in, in, in my uh, in my <laughs> in childhood. Realm. Sure. And, uh, and then and then, of course, I read uh, the Bravest Teenage Yanks, which was um, they were all the children that were in the Civil War, the Union Army that got Medal of Honors. And they were almost all trumpet pl- like the bugle kids and the, mm-hmm. and the and the drummer kids and and the flag kids and uh and they were all you know medal of honor because they were children and they didn't know any better so they were constantly doing very heroic things that someone older would have been like ah no no it's that just a yeah it's just a dangerous it's just the company flag i don't care that much yep. anyway so douglas macarthur's father arthur macarthur 
Uh, that was his name. And he was in the Wisconsin uh, Regiment, the Union Army. And uh, he saved uh, the regiment flag on Missionary Ridge in 1863 or something like that, 64, and got the Medal of Honor for it. And uh, he was like 18 or 19 years old. And you're like, too soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, when you were 40, you would have been like, eh, new flag. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, history of trombones. Any fun anecdotes that you know about trombones historically? It's, it's one of the most unchanged instruments compared to compared to every other instrument out there. there there's been... You can look through like the history of the trumpet, the history of the clarinet and, you know, all, all of these other instruments. And it's like you can look at the very first trombone and you go, that's a trombone. <laughs> right. Because I, I know the clarinet, they added keys and they add, you know, you know, a little pinky. We're going to pinky swear in this weird little note. Now, with yeah. trombones, the original, the tenor trombone and maybe more of them are literally, is it just the size that affects the soprano versus the alto versus the... Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then there's the slidey bit. That mm -hmm. was always the thing is, how do you know when you hit the right note? That's a great question. Yeah. Practice? It's, it, it's practice. So there are certain, there are, uh, it's kind of like first, there's seven positions on a trombone. Okay. Um, and so first position is all the way in. Fourth position is around where the bell is ish. They're all they're all kind of like general generalities, but it's like first position's there, fourth position's at the bell. Sixth position is basically your hand is all the way extended. Seventh position is you just kind of like let out your fingers a little <laughs> bit and, and you have like this far away before the slide kind of comes off. That's seventh position. Okay. And, and, and you fill it in between there. Between that is so weirdly fluid. For something that's supposed to be kind of like music, I think of, I mean, jazz, of course, not precision isn't the, uh, it, it's more the the vibe, right? It's more the emotion. That's the second time I've said the word vibe. Hey, Feel that's, to, it's a, it's that, a, it's a term that's used a lot. <laughs> and it's, a, it's a good music term. It's a good so, music term. But it's, that's why you and your long arms are, that's just weird because you obviously can get a different tone or a note than other people can. Yeah. So when you look at a piece of music and, and it's, and, and then now this is a weird question. I would imagine that a piece of music would just have notes on it, right? It's just music. It doesn't tell you what the position is. Like you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm shooting for a C here. So in the, I mean, in, at the beginning or in, in most like method books or at least beginning method books, they said, this is a C, this is what it looks like. This is in sixth position. Okay. And, and so like, even I came with, I came with props ready to go. Oh, hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, oh, geez. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm weeding off. But, uh, <laughs> oh, are, are you kidding? Yeah. That's a classic. <laughs> so it's basically here's kind of like a layout of the slide in all the different positions. It's okay, table of harmonics. Yeah. And it literally has first, second, first through seventh. And and it tells you the inches in between each of those 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 different uh harmonics. That's so interesting. Yeah, okay. So, so I mean, with that said, is I, I haven't really like 
when I was learning or even now I haven't gotten well, second position, get like a little ruler. out. It's like, well, that's three point, you know, three point two thirds of an inch. It's well, and that's, and that's the belt. That's the question. Like, how do you know what makes a great trombone player versus where you're like, well, that person does not get it. Like, I mean, cause I imagine that, it, that there has to be, I mean, and I'm sure this is true with all instruments and all music, but there has to be an organic vibe where you're like, me and my trombone are friends and we know where things go more than other instruments, I think, to some extent. I would say I, I, I would say yes, but also every instrument has their own unique hurdle that you go, God damn it. I got to tackle this thing. A lot of it. Uh, is just time, time on the time on the instrument, and time playing with other people slash drones. So what's a dr- uh, what do you mean drones? So so you can uh, so it's usually the root and the fifth of a chord. So let's say in B flat major, the first note of of the scale is B flat. The third note, I'm sorry, the third note is D. The fifth note is F. So what you do is you can play the B flat and the F and it creates a chord. Okay. And, and and so you can play stuff in the key of B flat and really try to tune with what's going on with the boo like that that's yeah. what you hear. And when you're playing, you hear the if you're not quite in tune, you hear waves. So it's like do and that's how you know you're in tune with whatever particular note is within that chord. Okay. And then, so when you play with other people that it's sort of, you all have your own hurdles to get over. And so if you can connect and you're like, okay, this is what this note really fits. This is the way this note, it is that still that note, but you, you have to sort of massage it a little bit to fit in with the rest of the quartet or whoever. Exactly. Exactly. And, and there's also always the tuner, you know, the, the, you're, you're sharp, you're flat. Great. Okay. So when you're playing like alone with nothing, you go, all right, I'm playing E flat. My E flat's in third position. And you're like, Oh, I think it's here. The tuner tells me it's a little higher. So I got to bring the slide in a tiny bit. Okay. So with the combination of just the time, the playing with others, the drone, the, the tuner, then it's just, constantly you're, you're constantly making micro adjustments when you're playing with other people excellent i find that fascinating now uh here's my next question is do you have a favorite trombone player besides yourself uh, uh because you should be your own favorite trombone player Thank you. <laughs> i'm my own favorite comic so and then i which love is good. right which is ideal <laughs> you should be your own favorite insurance adjuster so uh, yeah I like that. Um, I would say at least I have a, I have a handful of, of like favorite. Yeah. Favorite people I listen to one of my favorites and I got to study with him. His name's Charlie Vernon. Uh, he is the bass trombonist of the Chicago symphony orchestra. Okay. Wow. And he is one of the, he is one of the, just, he's one of the leading just brass players in the world, you know, at least like on trombone. Uh, and he just, he has this beautiful concept of sound and, and playing so smooth, uh, legato legato is the musical term of, of playing smooth. Okay. And, or, uh, and like connected and everything. And so, 
I went to, and he teaches at DePaul University. That's where I did grad school for okay. two years. So I got to stay with with uh, Charlie Vernon and get his concept of sound in my head. And lessons were literally in a room about the size of, of the second bedroom. So not big, but not small. Right. And he'd sit on one corner, you'd sit on the other. You would play something. He goes, okay, well, that sounds good, but try it this way, you know. Or, yeah. or, or it's like, well, try it this way. And he'll play, and his, so you get his concept and big sound blasted into your face. Are you guys across the room with each other with trombones? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That is <laughs> so. That's how he teaches, sort of. That, I mean, I suppose that. it's like a piano teacher sitting next to you, going, "Okay, this is what the hands look like." And was so was he in grad school? I'm sure it is very much sort of the a, a feeling and 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 sort of a deeper sort of theory. And practice and integrating all of yeah. That? So Does it seem so like it's a lot of it's it's a lot of just like getting down to the minutia, to to the nitty gritty uh, of you know and and really having those like the lesson the lessons are brutal they they can be real brutal. How long uh, are they? Were they like an, an hour? hour? Uh, an hour. Hour. Okay. Yeah. And, but and an so, intense hour. Yeah. So like Charlie's lessons would be a lot of times. All right, let's play. Let's play. The first half of this piece you've been working on, he's from he's a from a Carolina, I think North Carolina. Okay, so, so he has he's a little bit of a twang. A little bit of a twang. Okay, yeah. Uh, and he's like, "All right, let's let's try let's try this." Okay, oh, all right, let's let let's shorten it. Let's let's try this phrase. Okay, yeah. let's try half this phrase. Okay. okay, let's try this first measure. Okay, let's try this first note. Okay, let's just buzz the first note. You know, like type of thing. <laughs> so at the end, you're just like, I I. You you leave feeling pretty frustrated and defeated, and that is not his intent. But a lot of times, that's how you leave a lesson. <laughs> right. Well, and just sort of just exhausted by the intensity of it. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, whenever anybody is that you know specific in their teaching method, it's great. It's a learned skill to get that sort of minutia and repetition at that level. But when you leave, you're just like, I would like to lie down now. Yeah. I'm going to need a large glass of water and a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're, yeah, there it's like, Hey, do you like, do you feel motivated to practice after your lesson? I'm like, not this one. No, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to put the trombone in the case and maybe return to it in a day or two. <laughs> right. You're just like, I just need to, to chill out and maybe listen. Is that, how do you, how do you clean your palate after such a thing? Do you try to listen to other music or do you just lie down? Sometimes it's lie down. A lot of times it's, uh, Especially the schools, schools of music in general. There's always people hanging out, practicing. So you can always like look down, look down the hallway, and you go, "Hey, you want to go grab some food, or you want to go, you know, like want to go grab a, want to go grab a drink, right?" Type of thing. So it, it's usually kind of like get out of the building at least right, for right. a moment, or watch SpongeBob, or some, you know, just something very, very separate. Yeah. Okay. Then there's the un, there's always the sometimes the unfortunate circumstance where your lessons move week to week depending on their schedule and yours. But like you may have a class immediately after or a rehearsal immediately after. So oh, going, wow. going from an intense lesson to then now an intense two and a half hour orchestra rehearsal. Wow. So you, so by the end of the day, you're just mentally just toast. Right. Right. Um, okay. So, and he plays in a symphony orchestra. So He's just just rattling off Dvorak. Like, what's happening? Who's he? <laughs> like, what? What are good pieces for trombone? Like, what's a favorite? 
like a, a symphony. Is is there a favorite symphony piece that you do enjoy? I love uh, Bruckner's Fourth Symphony. Who's Bru- Bruckner? Uh, Bruckner. Uh, is it Anton Bruckner? Uh, how really, do you spell you, Bruckner? Um. Well, wait. I could look it up too. That's what I'm about to do. <laughs> it's uh, you know how to sort of Bruckner. B R U uh, Symphony. Hi Rangers. We're looking things up. Yeah. So uh, Anton Bruckner. A N T O N B R U C K N E R. Okay. And he has written symphonies. And, and he he just really like he he's very thematic with with his material, but like he relies a lot on the brass, specifically like the low brass type of thing. It, it's they're they're great pieces. Uh, viola players hate the hate them because all they're doing is their tremolo, and so it's just oh, for like it's, it's twenty minutes. It's a wrist yeah. burner, and they're just yeah. like, I hate Bruckner, and all the little <laughs> brass players are going, I want more Bruckner. <laughs> That's uh, there was okay. Do you know who plays uh, Flo on the progressive uh, commercials? Her name is Stephanie Courtney, uh, and she and her sister were both in band. And she one time did a fantastic. It was a it was a show we did. She used to do stand up, and uh, I think she's still in the Groundlings. But whatever, her and her sister came up and acted out one of their uh, one of their performances. But they just did the they just did the music on voice. They didn't. She was like, my sister played the clarinet, and I played the bass clarinet. That may not be the instruments they played, but it was like that. And the clarinet, she sang the 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 main part of it, right? She was like, da 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 da. Uh, again, these are not real. And then <laughs> Stephanie, I guess, played the bass clarinet or whatever, and would go one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, three, four, fourteen, two, three, four, da 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 da, one, two, three. And they did it for like three minutes. And it was literally one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So Anton Bruckner is um, an Austrian composer, organist, and the music theorist best known for his symphony, Masses, and to Deum and Motets. What's a motet? You don't know. You don't have to know. Whatever it was, he he lived until the late 1800s. Is anyone writing new symphonies? It feels like all of those guys are from the 1800s. That's uh, that. That's a big hurdle. I, there are people that are writing new symphonies, but a lot of times it just they don't catch. It, it, it they don't they don't catch and or yeah. It, it's a lot of times it's either they're they're done in schools, okay. You know, and or there'll be a world premiere with you know with a big orchestra because they uh, every not every but most of like big full time orchestras usually commission at least a handful of works or have a, or have a composer in residence that they're, that they're trying to like, so create new things and, and whatnot, but it just, a everybody lot of goes time, back to Bruckner. Everyone kind of goes back to the Bruckner of like, it's the names they know, you know, it's, I'm yeah. waiting for the, I'm waiting for the Cation symphony, but <laughs> it's just, it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to get that off the ground or at right, least, right. The, or it'll be performed for like a weekend type of thing. And then, and then, you know, right. it's it, got to make it into high school orchestras if it's ever going to become something like the fact that I still remember the name Dvorak is weird. And yeah. uh, so so what was your favorite symphony of Bruckner's or one of them? Well, I mean, like, I love Bruckner, Bruckner's Fourth Symphony. Um, Bruckner. OK, yeah. 
I, I would say one of my first professional gigs was the um, Sasson Organ Symphony at. Uh, I'll, I'll, let me let me look that and up. And Sasson well. is another composer. He's another composer. Okay. Um, that you know, like there's and he's certain... doing vital work with the trombone. Yeah, so it, it's it's just a it's just a beautiful piece in general where it has it has the softs, the louds, uh, and, and it's just a giant. It's a three, four moving piece. It's been a while since I performed it, but sure. it's a multi-work piece, and it's all just kind of building up to where the hell is this damn organ? It's in the name, the organ symphony, <laughs> and, and it's like the very last movement. It's like. Bah! And so it's just it's just a beautiful piece of work in general. And it kind of stuck with me because that was like my first like professional gig, at least um, when I was in college. OK, uh, so type of thing, like my very first like I got called for a gig yep. type of thing. So and what was that, that gig? Where that, that, how do, Go ahead. Sorry. Where? How does what does that mean? You got called for a gig in college. I don't actually know. They're like, I mean, how do you submit yourself to be a trombone player? In a gig a, in civilian life, right? That, yeah, that's a great that's a great question. Um, so, I mean, a lot of it is just networking. Of, of I that, was going to ask if it was yeah. like stand up, where you're like, is there a lot of hanging around? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, um, Symphony. I'm just looking it up real quick. Sorry. Uh, so, a lot of it is your instructors that you go to school with are are profe- or most of them are professional gigging musicians or at least tapped into the community. Okay. And so there's there's a handful in the US of large full-time, you know, uh full-time orchestras, but most other places have regional orchestras. So they may do a performance once a month or every 6 weeks or something like that. And so a lot of the teachers are playing in those orchestras. And so sometimes they one, need extras or sometimes, so, they, need sometimes extra they need extras or, or they go, Hey, we're getting just this. This was for a church that just got a new um, electrical organ. And so, and so to, you know, commemorate that they're going to do the organ symphony. And so the church music director was someone at the school and bam, 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 bam. And so it was, it was like rubbing shoulders with, I got to play with my instructor and the conductor of the orchestra. And there was a bunch of other professional musicians that I've never played with before. So it's just a lot of it's word of mouth Fair you know, enough. And, and networking. Yeah. Yeah. Now I also want to talk about how you sort of fell into repair. Like you're, yeah. you're, you said that you did brass repair until the, the lockdown and, and sort of the need got less is, yeah. um, so does that, who did you learn that in school? Did you learn, where'd you learn that? So that, yeah. Um, I do want to touch oh. one more thing about, about at least getting into, getting into orchestras. Okay. So there, oh, right, there right. is, and then, and then I'll, and then I will gladly talk about repair. Um, so, but for at least to play as a regular member in pretty much all orchestras, there is an audition process. Makes sense. And and so most of the time for the auditions is here is a list of excerpts. So every instrument, uh, um, has their orchestral excerpt list. It hasn't changed in about a hundred years. Okay. It's It's all the same stuff. Okay. And so they just want to know how well you can play all of those kinds yeah, of it, yeah different styles different yeah like 
just, yeah, different styles, different um, tempos, articulations, kind of like the full breadth of the instrument type of thing. And so for an orchestra, they go, here's 20 excerpts we want you to learn. Okay. And you get there the day of the audition. Nine times out of 10, they're blind auditions. So they, you watch. They don't see you. They don't see you. Okay. Uh, the the listening panel, whoever's behind the panel is behind a screen. The voice. It, it is kind of like the voice. Which is great because then it can it can cut down on your sort of racism, sexism, any yes. other ism. So that's yeah, good. There, there's definitely, and there still is definitely racism and sexism that's going on in the orchestral world, but it is getting better and, every year. And this, every and this year, blind audition is, is, a, yes. is an excellent tool. Yeah. They, I mean, they will even put carpet along the way because they don't want to know if you're wearing heels or not. They don't, it, you know, it's just kind oh, of right, right. the best oh. person for the job. And, uh, and you're candidate number five. You know, and so you get there and the first round is we want to hear these four of these 20 excerpts. Okay. So you play your four. If you're, if they like what they're hearing, you'll get to play your four excerpts. Sometimes you'll get to play one or two and they've heard enough. Oh, Uh, okay. And and, and you get the, thank you. Like that's. From, from a distance. From a distance. So you do the first one and if, and if they're like, okay, next kind of thing. But if you get to play all four, it's kind of a good sign. Yeah, and then we'll see, and then you're in, and there's like, let's say there's 10 people in your particular round. After those 10 people, you hang around, and they go, all right, candidate one, five, and seven, you all have advanced. Everyone else, thank you for your time. And then and then you advanced to round two, which may happen that same day. It may happen a week later, a month okay. later type of thing. And so there's usually two to four rounds of elimination, um, and wow. then... And then for the final round, sometimes they drop the screen, so mm-hmm. you get to, so you can actually get in their section playing. So you, now you get to play with that orchestral section to see how you fit in with them. Can you adjust to them and whatnot? So okay. it's a, it's a link. It it can be a lengthy and always it's, stressful process. It sounds both of that uh, <laughs> for reals. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just wanted to shed some light on that because it's it's an interesting, it's very frustrating as right. well because you you can go in going, I played the best I've ever played. I represented myself the best they played. They weren't buying what I was selling. Right. Mm. <laughs> right. And so, and that's just regular sort of, um, what are they called? Um, my sister goes to see them regularly. Um, sort of, uh, they're, they're local orchestras. There's like there's usually like a symphony orchestra and then there's a smaller version of that mm-hmm. and that has a name and I don't know what it's called but uh, I mean, they have community orchestras or regional orchestras are right it's um yeah it's gone but it's been great <laughs> anyway so yeah, have sorry, you so okay so what about are there any and and I'm I'm going away from fixing brass, but to ask you about other bands because yeah. do you ever get to play in like a big band where all of a sudden it's there's no orchestra it's just all brass and you're like oh my god yacht rock or uh or 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 big band more like um like like, Jack, uh, like yeah like uh like Glenn Miller like the and, old Glenn Miller and, you know, days. yeah yeah, yeah you like know, your Ricardo um, you know <laughs> yeah so yes so um. I am a freelance musician, uh, so I have I have won some orchestra um, orchestra auditions in the past, and it, for lack of a better term, if it pays, I play. Sure. 
Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding? So, I so completely relate. I, I really, I really do enjoy playing in in, in big bands. Um, I did all throughout college, and I haven't had an opportunity yet in Seattle, but I have swing like in dancing. Chicago. There yeah. could be swing dancing, and you could play for that, and then you yes. would see uh, men in hats, uh, possibly uh, ladies in hats as well. I mean, people in hats. Yeah. And what about jazz? Now, jazz is usually not written, right? I mean, usually it's a lot of improv. It is a lot of improv. That's what I le- I lean more towards uh, big band stuff because it's more written out. I I always like to say I've I've done enough jazz and I've been around enough. Sorry, I'm, I don't want to burp into the mic. Okay, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Thank God, <laughs> you've done vital uh, work. Okay. Um, but I always like to say I have a toolbox. That, that 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 is labeled jazz. When you open it up in there, there's only like a hammer and a wrench. There's not many tools in that toolbox for me to really improvise. I know how barely, but I also know what really good improvisation and the skill set it takes to do that. And I know I don't have that. It's just a different skill set. Yeah, it's different, a different. Yeah. Th- I don't do roasts, uh, and because uh, I know I wouldn't be good at them, and I would probably be mad at myself for not being good at them. So why put myself through it? Yeah. And there are plenty of people who like it. And okay, so um, now. I mean, and we do, we have about 10 minutes left, 10, 15 minutes left. What, how do you, because I dropped my trumpet, right? Essentially the bell is crushed. Um, I believe I threw away the trumpet Uh, or I gave it to the school and they possibly got it fixed or not. That probably could have been fixed if, if it was just the bell for like 40 bucks. Well, but it's something you don't know if you don't yeah, know what you don't, you don't know, know until you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, go ahead. All right. So I got into doing brass instrument repair when, um, I grew up, my dad is an all around handyman construction person. So I always grew up being around tools, working with my hands, helping him out, stuff like that. So I at least have a general, like a basic mechanical mind, so to speak. Okay. Um, when I was in Chicago, we, uh, DePaul University, Roosevelt, Northwestern, uh, they all took their instruments to this gentleman. His name is Dana Hofer. He's in uh, Des Plaines, Illinois. I will plug the shit out of him because right? he is fantastic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> Dana does all the low brass work as well as for like Chicago Symphony Orchestra, Lyric Opera of Chicago. He's a heavy hitter. Okay. So I, I went there one day. I was like, hey, you know, like, Something's wrong with my trombone came in on a weekend and I was like, I find this really interesting. Do you mind if I watch? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, sure. So I kind of was just hovering over his shoulder as he was, I don't know, doing something. I that forget was nice what. of him. If you were lure, looming over, him, kind of lurking. Yeah. Going, Let me see That's where your hands are. Where, <laughs> where, how are you getting into the valve? What tool Ex- are you using? Exactly. And so he was like, Hey, are you looking for some extra work? And I'm like, I, I am actually always. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> I, I and, enjoy money and learning yeah. something I might be interested in. Yeah. And he goes, great. He's like, what are you, what are you doing right now? And I was like, nothing. He goes, Hey, would you mind helping me like take apart this tuba and, and getting it cleaned for me? I was like, sure. And, uh, I'll back up a tiny bit. I had a tiny bit of instrument cleaning experience. But when I, before I moved to Chicago, I was working at a music store 
And I learned like, this is how you take apart a trumpet. This is how you take apart a tuba. But that's all I knew. Right. Just basic uh, sort of cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and so he's like, I, I helped him. I stayed an extra couple hours. I don't think he charged me for whatever he was, he was working on, on my trombone. Right. And, and then gave me like 50 bucks for, oh, wow. for helping him out. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Hey, if you're free on Saturdays, I'd love to have you come by. And, and so I worked there every Saturday for five years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is an amazing apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah. so, and so, yeah, it was just started cleanings and then it wasn't like a full on apprenticeship. At least it wasn't intended to be, yeah. but just being around a master. And then it's like, once I got comfortable with somebody goes, okay, I'll show you how to do this. So it was, it was just more of a, a long term apprenticeship, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure he had you do all the things that were relatively simple that he didn't have to, he was like, well, then I can do this weird fiddly thing. That's exactly But we can it. also get the work done. Right. So, exactly. so you're cleaning trumpets, trombones, tubas, French um, horns, French horns, um, French horn. One of my favorite instruments. It's such it's beautiful. It's, it's the it's cello beautiful of brass. I often think, because <laughs> uh, I love cello. <laughs> it's a, uh, cause cello is one of my favorites too. By the way, I would like you, if you were willing to do it, to come up with eight songs or eight, uh, you like make a YouTube list. Yeah. Of your favorite eight. Um, and, I mean, they could just be three, too. Because I, I, so, sometimes the symphonies are an hour long. But I don't, <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need necessarily eight hours worth of music. But I would like to hear some great, uh, like, sort of your favorite trombone compilations or, yeah. so, or, or pieces that use trombone, whether it's big band or whether it's uh, symphonies or, you know, just whatever you love would be great. I'll give- I'll give you a mixed bag that should check all of those boxes. Yay. <laughs> I think we will all enjoy that. Um, and so, so you're fixing these. What was, so like I had a trumpet, I would, uh, I would empty the spit valve. That was mm-hmm. the only thing I ever did with that trumpet. Uh, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> so you're supposed to give your trump or, or your instrument a bath. Like you, you, you do in water. More- in water. So it, it, it's supposed to, there's like a general cleaning that if you do it supposedly like every month or two to three months type of thing, it just kind of helps keep the gunk out This uh, and, and kind of just, it's kind of like the oil change on your car. Right. And it just makes it, it, it keeps the tone better if it's, if it, it's clean, right? Yeah. So it just, it makes everything, it makes for trumpet, it makes the valves maintain, like keeping the, it stays longer. Um, and as we play, it builds up condensation, which then can build up gunk and calcification. And, okay. And it, it could be, it could be gross. Yeah. yeah it it sounds disgusting. Gross, especially with people that itself was gross. Yeah. And, and you were like, well, so sad, too bad. I have to do this. So like the, for the, the lead pipe of a trumpet or, or any brass instrument, if you're play a lot, or if you're eating some food and then like not really rinsing your mouth out, or drinking coffee, then playing, it can get all built up in there and it can get, it can get gross. I don't want to get yeah. into details, but it can right. like, and it can even affect, but there could be so much buildup that it can affect the air pressure because all of a sudden your tube is, let's say the size of a nickel. Right. And by the time you're playing over time, it can condense on the inside to the size of a dime. Yeah. 
Yeah, so arteries. It's the arteries of the instrument. You got to clean them out. Great way to put it. That great makes, way to put it. Thank you very much. Uh, the uh, uh, <laughs> so that's that's something I should have been doing. Uh, so so you give it a bath, and you're using water and warm water, not hot water. If okay. you use hot water, it can strip the lacquer. Found that out by experience. Oh, there you go. <laughs> How do you What's replace this? the lacquer? Can you replace that, the lacquer? You can. You can. Um, Take it to a repair shop and they have uh, they have either like a spray can lacquer or they have like a little spray booth. So it's okay. just it's a protective coating that uh, that keeps the brass a little bit protected as well as gives it kind of more of that shiny finish or will keep the shiny finish. OK, um, yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's soap and water, no. warm, soapy water, Dawn, and then oh. you can you can get little uh, um, snakes or little scrub brushes. So like almost like pipe, a tiny little pipe cleaner. Pipe cl- Bigger, a little bigger than a pipe cleaner, kind of like almost what you use to clean a bottle, like a baby bottle brush type of thing. Okay. Cut the head off and then it's on like a little wire so you can feed it through all the tubes and and get all the gunk out. Okay. So you're cleaning uh, different brass. Did you clean, did you have to clean any woodwinds? No. So that there are people in the instrument repair field that know how to do both uh, woodwinds and brass. Uh, I, but I, I only learned how to do brass. Fair so. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's say a, a, a tube has broken. Do you weld? Uh, we solder. Solder. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the tiny welding It's called soldering. There we yeah. go. And, um, uh, in some cases, so you do you replace the piece or do you like fill a hole or are you? Depends on the severity. So, so if sometimes if it's like a tiny crack, you can you can put a patch, uh, like you cut out a little brass patch. You, you you tap it down to get it molded over, and then you could uh, solder that on. Sometimes if it's just a tiny pinprick, you could just float that with solder. Okay. But if it gets too bad, then there are times when a tube, a bell, whatnot, needs to be replaced. So if if Dana Hopper, someone brings in something that has, I don't know, let's say that it got hit with a BB gun. So it has Mm -hmm. a bunch of different nicks in it. Mm -hmm. And um, it's affecting the quality of the music, right? The the tone itself. Does he, does he solder it? Do you solder it? Is that? That for, if every instrument comes in, it's kind of, it's almost kind of like when you bring your car into a mechanic we use actually we use a lot of like repurposed mechanic tools okay <laughs> uh, automotive tools uh but so there's like an assessment and and that's one of the things that I love about Dana uh is, is just the overall honesty like he'll look at something and you go this would not be well I can fix it for you but this may not be worth the repair cuz it'll uh, look okay but it won't sound right is that yeah. the so yeah. who's making these instruments did uh we never talked about that. Yeah, so um, there there are a handful of of manufacturers, at least throughout the world, but there a handful of the big ones are in the U.S. So, excuse me. So there are. I shouldn't have been drinking soda. Oh, no worries. <laughs> you can't hear anything, so you're not. Okay. Lose, no one's losing their mind. Going good. It's fine. <laughs> they just know that you were raised right. So there you oh, go. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so there's Bach 
uh, Bach oh, right, is right. a big one. So there, uh, a lot of them are based in the Midwest because people don't want to go outside. So what are they going to do? I guess I'll be inside during this winter making these instruments. Made by machine or are they handmade or is it in both cases? Both both cases. Okay. Uh, so I was going to rattle off a few. So there's Bach, there's Edwards, there's uh, Getzen, which is more of the not as customizable version as Edwards. There is Shires. There's Eastman, which is the same type of deal of it's under the umbrella of Shires or vice versa. Shires is the customizable version of Edwards. What are you of, customizing? Of, what, what, what's the... You can customize everything. Like colors or... So you can customize the, the size uh, the sizes of the tubing. You can customize the uh, the metal compounds. Is it silver plated? Is it uh, is it more of a rose brass, a copper brass, a yellow brass? And those are all different. Um, um, uh, what it, percentages? Al- alloys and of the different whatever? alloys. Yeah. And does that affect the music, or are you just? It, it, is most of the customizing just like a guitar, where you're like, I wanted to have flames on it or something. It. M- Pretty much all of it is uh, uh, changes the sound, changes oh, the sound, and or the response to the player itself. So that so there is a very there is a very unique feel that every instrument has, and and so everyone every every musician is kind of on that quest to find the instrument where they don't necessarily have to fight the horn so much. It is it, it's so. It's the thing that gets the sound of the music that's in their head out where they don't have to. And it's the path of least resistance. And so we're all trying to find that particular instrument that that allows that. You know, it just occurred to me. I did one other episode and I was with uh, Brian Swartz, a uh, uh, trumpet player for Oingo Boingo. And we never talked about I don't think we talked about the instrument. And uh, this has been fascinating. I kind of wish we had another hour, but this this is would spend an hour, my friend. Yeah, I, uh, it goes quick. by. It goes by so real quick because you're talking about <laughs> something you love. Uh, Antonio Portella, by the way, uh, is a trombone player, and uh, he also has a day job. And at lunch, once a week, he does lunchtime projects. Projects, lunch- and it's at youtube.com. Dot uh, Antonio uh, Port- Portella. And let it me, will be in the link. Yeah. Let me confirm that. I just want to, I want to go to my YouTube page. Oh, right, I, right. Yeah. <laughs> let, let us make sure that we don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to do too much searching to find yes. it. Cause I am looking forward to listening to some of that. And if you send me that, that mix uh, of different, um, your, your favorite uh, kind of uh, using the trombone in ensemble or whatever, uh, I will post that with the notes as well. Fantastic. Uh, I don't, I go, I'm, but it's, it's, it's hard also to hard. Tell. It's hard to tell because I'm because I'm already logged into my YouTube right. page, so it Guess gives what? me something completely different. Rangers, how much do you love this in the moment? We're doing it right now. I'm typing. <laughs> I'm typing it in. I'm going to write the words YouTube.com, and then I'm going to slash because mine is the Dork Forest, I believe, which I couldn't regret, not entirely, but since I have so much stand up in it. Uh, it doesn't always, uh, work quite well. Uh, so I'm going to open that in YouTube and see if it brings that. Does that look right? That does not look right. That is not me. 
Okay, that is someone else named Antonio Portella out there, you guys. He only has four <laughs> subscribers and four videos, so he should probably give that up. I have way more. I have 104. I, I, I have way more videos than four. Um, uh, lunchtime so. Project? Is that what it's That's called? That's me. That's me. I am about to type in the word lunchtime project into the search. This is a beautiful, um, <laughs> a beautiful experience. Uh, trombone and lunchtime project Idlewise by Rogers and Hammerstein. Is that you? That's me. Okay. That is, first of all, how cool does that look? Um, <laughs> what? A, okay. So there we are. I'm trying to get to. All right. forty uh, <laughs> um, subscribers. More about this channel. It is. I would like that channel to um, freaking show up as a channel, please. Instead, there we go. Channels. This channel doesn't feature other channels. Mine either. It's very hard. I'll tell you something about YouTube. It's a little more complicated uh, than it claims to be. It's it, real easy to upload. After that, it gets real convoluted. It really does. But you seem to have a picture of either an action figure or an anime. What is your avatar? It's a... Trombone. Uh, it's, a, it's, a it's like a transformer... Transformer thing holding the trombone. Um, I saw that on a real big fish uh, music poster years and years and years ago, and I and I loved it so much. I was like, I I'm just, which I now realize that I'm probably taking intellectual property from somebody. So I apologize for that. That's it. And if anybody knows, let's snark on them, and then you'll yep. give them a couple of bucks. I so would like that. or you'll get the permi per permission. I at least have the link. And that's the good news. And I will um, I will post that link in the notes. Antonio, thank you so much for your time. This has been fascinating. Thank and you. It, this has been a lot of fun. It's an excellent dork out about the trombone, and I have learned very much. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?